Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast. Welcome in to the Party of Four. Ben Hutchison alongside Andy Michelson. Hey, Andy. Hey, good to be back in the chair. Always is. A special PGA Championship limited edition episode. We'll talk about some of our picks. Kiowa Island, have you ever golfed out there, Andy? I have not. It's on It's on the bucket list. I keep checking some boxes on that bucket list, but it's definitely still on there. You've played some pretty premier courses, and uh, <laughs> I think Kiowa would be nice. We'll get to it a little bit later on. We'll talk about the Club Pro opportunities and playing out there, but what is your initial thought on who you think might win? Man, I think it's a, a low ball bullet hitter. It's It sets up like perfectly for John Rahm. John Rahm has to be, this has to be finally the major that he breaks through. Uh, it, it, it's funny because it's, it's so firm, it's so fast out there that Roy McIlroy, who is the favorite before, I just don't think has the same same shot. Roy likes it at a very high ball, like soft conditions. When he's won majors before, it's been in very soft conditions. I really like John Rahm this week, and I hope he prevails. We talk about John Rahm every single major. We're like, is this the one? <laughs> is this the one? Is this one? Because he's always he's in the conversation, and I think he'll have a good first couple rounds or a very average first couple rounds, and then he'll have like a six under round, and then it's like, oh, John Rahm's back. Can he actually push through? But yeah, he's a, he's a top. He's just a top ten machine, so he's always right there. But you know, in that same conversation, like Tony Finau, another guy. True. We talk about Tony Finau every single time, and Tony Finau is now going to be coming in on what forty top ten since his last win or whatever. I mean, all a, a bunch of guys on that leaderboard have have talent or, or the potential to to win this thing. It's just like let's just get it done. John Rahm, once he wins one, he'll win ten. I think the dominoes will fall. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I think he's he's got so much pressure on himself that he's literally putting on himself. Uh, but he's he's still one of the top two or three players in the world. And then DJ, you never know what DJ. DJ could just break out randomly and, and win a tournament. He's, he kind of wins tournaments at will. Well, DJ was actually, who was I going to bring up? He had to withdraw last week from the Byron Nelson with the knee discomfort. So you don't know physically how he's doing. But he doesn't have any top ten finishes in 2021 which for the number one golfer in the world, you're not thinking that's pretty normal, uh, shouldn't happen. So he is a huge question mark, but he has the ability, obviously, to win any tournament. And I like DJ's headspace always going into every single tournament. <laughs> he was asked a question yesterday. Hey, DJ, um, what do you think of the putter you put in the bag, and uh, you know, do you feel confident with it this week? He goes, uh... Uh, I don't I don't know what kind of putter uh, it is, but I know it's a tailor made. Like, I would love to be in his headspace going into a major, like to be that clean and just going, okay, I'm just going to go out and play with whatever's in my bag and just go do it. I mean, I I never play in a tournament. No one ever plays in a tournament that that free in their headspace. Next tournament you play in, you should just say, hey, Callaway, just bring my clubs. We'll we'll <laughs> yeah, see how it goes. Just throw whatever in the bag, and I'm just going to go tee it. Let's go. Well, Johnson is 18 to 1. We'll talk about some of the odds here. He's 18 to 1. Ooh, that's so, good. You know, Rory's, as we talked about, he's the favorite, 11 to 1. Justin Thomas, 14 to 1, along with John Rahm, Spieth, 16, and 
DeChambeau, 16 to 1 as well. So, uh, Shoffley, we've talked about him as well. Yeah, no brainer. I mean, no brainer. It, he's, he's gaining a lot more distance, it seems like lately. His ball speeds up, um, obviously hits it just so darn solid every single time. It all comes out of the putter with him. For some reason, Shoffley, it just looks like on the weekends his putter um, doesn't seem to work quite as well as it does on Thursday and Friday. Um, and, and so that's kind of where, it's, you know, again, Tony Finau, Shoffley, they, they're almost kind of becoming the same type of player uh, the last couple of years. But if his putter, you know, finds the hole a little bit, he'll be he'll be right there. I mean, he hits it so darn solid. And it sounds like the wind's going to blow a little bit there. It's going to continue to be firm all week. So, uh, with those type of conditions, you have to be hitting the ball solid. You have to be um, giving yourself chances from the middle, middle of the green. I know I like Will Zalatoris just because he plays extremely well in majors. He's 50-1, to one and you don't know when he's going to show up, but he, he usually does in majors. You only dropped him because you put money on him. I actually didn't put money on him this what? time around. I didn't. I kind of forgot about him, but now as I'm looking through, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, Will. Uh, I did put some on Justin Rose though at sixty-six to one, just because I think he can get up and play as well. That's a good one. I mean, he was he was right there, right there at the Masters, right? What about Abraham Answer? No, no, you no. just don't think he's no. there. No, he's like a top ten, top oh, twenty the, guy. <laughs> they have the potential to tip this thing out at seventy-eight hundred yards. It needs to be a guy that hits it pretty hard, bombs it pretty good. Yeah, also can control his ball in the wind and. The ultimate way to control your ball in the wind is to hit it so darn solid. So I'm just, it sounds like I'm picking all the favorites, but you have to hit it so solid in the wind for the ball to basically not see the wind. So a guy like John Rahm, again, is is my pick. Will Tommy Fleet wouldn't ever break through? It's just not the right, I, I don't know if it's not the right. Not this one in general, but in just Tommy yeah. Fleetwood. Oh, yeah. I mean, a guy like that who hits kind of a, a – you know, a draw ball flight, I think he'd be perfectly suited for a Masters. You know, every once in a while, the U.S. Open seems to find its way back to a course that's not crazy long. Uh, I don't I don't know if Fleetwood's long enough to necessarily compete on a few of these tracks that are, are really, really long. But uh, I could see Fleetwood actually maybe his first major, either Masters or British. That would, like, make a ton of sense because British is all about the conditions, all about hitting solid, nice low ball flights. I mean, Zach Johnson won a British open i'm longer than zach johnson i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah the it it kind of has to be the right kind of horses for courses type thing i mean he's really really good really really talented i don't think he can win on every single golf course remember kevin kisner where he was talking about i mean kevin kisner stripes it right but yeah. it's like uh, what, what tournament was it the u.s open said it was too long for him and and goes well top 20 still pays pretty well so i think you know <laughs> There's guys like that on tour that that know certain courses and know certain courses that they have to have to play well at. And we can't not bring up Colin Morikawa, the defending champion. He says he doesn't have any pressure defending it this week because uh, he said this is my first tournament I've ever defended since 2017, and I haven't defended any of my college events. I've never defended any of my PGA <laughs> Tour wins. People came up to me and called me DC. This week, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Obviously, defending champion. So, uh, I just love his demeanor. He's been more. Uh, it's a little bit of a drop, but my friend Andrew Carter, he's founder of Let It Fly Media, and they have contracts with the PGA Tour. They're doing a lot of the video people will see this weekend. 
and really, really great stuff coming from them. But they did some behind-the-scenes stuff with Morikawa, obviously, when he won. And then this week, a uh, thing with Cadillac. And he just seems like a just-go-with-the-flow kind of chill guy. And I don't think he ever gets too bothered. Yeah, total you know, right demeanor to be successful. Um, honestly, the rest of his career. Probably a guy that's that's under the radar a little bit, definitely this week, as, as he's acknowledging himself. I, I don't know. He's not in my top <clears throat> five guys that I would pick, but... Harding Park also wouldn't have been a course that I would have picked him. I mean, I, I played Harding Park. It's a beast. It's long. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the, the ball doesn't travel very far. Like, he's not kind of the guy that I would I would pick automatically for uh, a PJ Championship, per se. He'd be more kind of a U.S. Open type guy to me because he drives it so straight, hits a little cutter, um, you know, things that kind of check all the boxes for a, for a U.S. Open champ. So uh, maybe this isn't the right week for him, but I could definitely see the next thing that uh, Morikawa hoist hoist is a uh, U.S. Open trophy. One more quote from, I don't feel any extra weight. I feel like people look at you and they know you won last year, but in my sense, like, I'm coming out here to win, and I see these guys every single day, and I see them every week. That really doesn't change much. We're at a different venue. I think if it were the same exact venue and we were at Harding Park again, I might feel a little different. I don't think there's any added pressure. I totally agree. Like, once Rory McIlroy won the Wells Fargo, people just lost their minds. Oh, my God, Rory's going to win. Rory's, Rory's got to win the PGA. There's no doubt about it. Um, so that even took even more off of that. If Rory doesn't win, then maybe they're acknowledging more Cow Moore as, as one of the favorites. But because Rory won, they now just went straight to Rory, and Rory becomes the favorite. I think he's the favorite in odds, right? 11 to 1, yeah. Yeah, so he's the favorite in odds. They just... Went went straight to Rory, but they're still. I, I still think I still like John Rahm. <laughs> I keep going back to it. I still like John Rahm. I think, like I said, I think Morikawa. This might not be the right, the right venue for him to uh, to defend. And before the Masters, we were talking about Spieth because Spieth was you know winning. Yeah, and now it's Rory McIlroy for this yeah. one. Well, just like like this venue isn't right for Spieth. I, I wouldn't say it's 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 the right spot for for Spieth to win. Uh, Spieth is definitely more. If he starts driving it better, is more to me British U.S. Open uh, Masters type of guy. Makes sense to me. What about Brooks Kepka? He was number one before DJ took that over. He's kind of had his injuries and his battles, so I think he's kind of a question mark as well. What kind of Kepka will we see? It seems like whenever they talk about Kepka's injuries, and you know he's been out for for so long here and there, he's having these same type of almost knee injuries that. that Tiger used to have, he still comes back and he looks looks pretty darn good. If anything, he just looks rusty whenever he he's been teeing it lately. So, but I don't know. I like him. He's he's he, again. He checks a lot of the boxes. Drives it straight. Uh, drives it well. Hits the ball solid. Um, puts it usually pretty good in majors. So, if this is a lower scoring major, which I really hope it is, and I think it will be, uh, because of the difficulty of the golf course, it really brings a lot more people into play. When you have a major, um, for instance, like the last time Rory won, when you have these majors that are more than 10 under, uh, it takes a lot of guys out of play. But, I mean, you can kind of make par from anywhere. So if par is your friend, like it is in a U.S. Open, then, you know, a lot of guys are are right there. You don't necessarily have to hit the middle of the green and two putt in order to make par. You can make par a whole heck of a lot of different ways. So then you get guys with creative short games, uh, you know, the Kisners of the world coming back into the fold that, that could compete. 
How do you feel about John Daly, 1,000 to 1 odds? Um, <laughs> well, he went through a standard practice routine this morning. He was first off. He had a cigarette dangling from his mouth and a Coke in his hand. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's ready to go. He's fired up. Even Jason Duffner, 500 to 1 odds. Like, these were names you'd hear. 500 to 1? Yeah. They got him down for that. I mean, he... He hoisted a PGA Championship trophy in the last He's 10 years. He's won on the PGA Tour. Yeah. He won a PGA Championship. I know. I'm just saying at the most basic level, he's it's 500 to 1. Hey, let's you take it. You got scratch on that? Two no. bucks? Buck? I should do a buck or two yeah, on that. Should have. Should have. Missed out. The chances might have, you know, the odds might have changed a little bit. But let's talk about one of the cool twists of the PGA Championship. Uh, club pros getting the opportunity to play the top 20 out of the uh, PGA uh, Professional Championship, which actually took place a couple of weeks ago. Tell us about it. You were in it, and uh, Frank Hohenadel was in it. Yeah, so you, you get the opportunity every year uh, as PGA Club Professionals to compete in the um, PGA uh, Professional Championship. So um, you, know, you qualify locally. Frank and I were fortunate enough to qualify locally. Um, and then you're right there. You have literally four days to, to shoot a number in the top 20 could play in the PGA championship and uh, I'd be lying if it doesn't kind of creep in your head, you know, starting into the week. I think that's the talk when, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're talking with fellow club pros on the range and, and in practice rounds and such, you're like, well, what's the number going to be this week? What's the number going to be this week? And it's not the number to win. It's the number to make the, uh, make the cut, which isn't necessarily the healthiest thing either. If you're not necessarily out there trying to win that golf tournament and trying to make the cut, it's, it's probably not the best way to be uh, motivated for the four days, but um, definite learning experience, definitely, um, kind of for me, myself, I know I kind of got in my own head and kind of thought ahead of what could possibly be. And, and just, just kind of got ahead of myself. It was, it was a real good learning experience for me to be like, okay, go back to what you do well, which is really kind of staying in the present, taking each shot at a time. Um, and, and I'll learn from that for the future. So, uh, unfortunately, every single year we have to play well in order to qualify uh, locally. Illinois PGA is a really, really strong section. So um, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, we can get out uh, each and every year. But, uh, yeah, what a what a fun week and, and what a thrilling week to be able to compete for that. So, Omar, you're rusty. Ended up winning it. And his odds for the PGA Championship are 2,000 to 1. So that is out there as well, if you were interested <laughs> okay. in that. My but, my pick amongst the club pros would either be two Bens, either Ben Cook or Ben Polland would be the two that I would say will uh, – I'm not going to say they're going to win. I'll, I'll say they'll make the cut. Would they win out one of the of club pros, two. though? Yeah. That made it. Yeah, I think one yeah. of those two will be competing. Um you know, a guy locally, I played all of our practice rounds with uh, together. Even Frank and I took a little money off him. Uh, Brad Merrick, um, you know, he's got some local flavor, Illinois boy. I think he's living out in San Francisco now. Um, I'd like to see him do well. I think he's got, again, it's kind of a, it's kind of wide open, right? If if the wind blows and, and gets crazy, Brad drives it straight. He, he hits kind of a lower golf ball and hits it hard, so. Maybe it'd be nice to see him make the cut, too. I'd, I'd really like his uh, chances, at least, of making the cut. All I know is it's going to be a long weekend of golf. Uh, the weather's actually warming up here and looking really nice for the weekend, so I don't know how much TV time we'll have, but 
We can have people come down to the Performance Center here at Mistwood, check it out, eat up in the tavern. We'll have it on the TVs there. Really looking forward to it. We just wanted to jump on, get some PGA Championship odds and some picks out there. Uh, less picks, more odds. Just uh, fun to talk about golf. Andy, we'll get back on here uh, hopefully next week, and uh, we'll do it again. So thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we will talk to all of you soon. Get in the cart. Right at us. The best in the business, Roger Cleveland. Can't wait to get back to Chicago in this one. This is Party of Four, a Mistwood Golf Club podcast.